0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Hope you all had a better week than the Mets had out there. The collapse continues. When we last spoke to you, the Mets were still hanging in the first place. They are now three and a half games out of that coveted position. In just the last three games couple of weeks, they lost three out of four to the Marlins. They got swept by the Phillies. They swept the Nats, and things were starting to look good. And then the varsity team came into town, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they swept the Mets away like dirty trash. Now, I know what everybody's going to say. The first two games, the Mets played hard, went to extra innings. They played them even, but they lost. They still lost. And that's the bottom line in all of this. They lost. And whether we like it or not, uh This is the way it's going to be. They lost the two games and showed that they're not as good as the Dodgers or the Giants. Now they flew out to the coast and lost the opener to the uh, to the Giants. They're just not in the same class with either one of those teams. I'm sorry to say it. But, you know, the truth is the truth. They're not in the same class with those teams. Watch the way the Dodgers played the game, they made contact. They moved runners along. Yes, they hit home runs. But they did the other things as well. Whereas the Mets don't. Everybody's trying to hit a home run. Everybody. All swinging for the fences. It's time. All striking out. They swing at pitches. I, I'm not sure if they know what the strike zone is. Alonzo's pitch, swinging at pitches three feet over his head. Dom Smith is swinging at the uh, two inches off the ground. He's swinging at pitches. They're not going with the pitch. They're trying to pull everything instead of going the other way. It's just, uh, it's, it's difficult to watch. We've come to this crucial part of the season. 13 games with the Dodgers and the Giants. Definitely the class of the National League. They've lost three. They lost three already to the Dodgers. They lost one last night to the Giants. This this stretch of games can break them. Or it could make them. But they'd have to win the next nine in a row to get anything out of this. They can't come back from the coast 500. They have to start winning and they have to start winning constantly. And they seem incapable of doing that. And fans are getting tired of it. They're very difficult to watch. I said this last time we were together. For me. Very difficult to watch. Very frustrating. And believe me, I have seen every team since 1962. I have seen, lived through all of the frustrating years. And this is the most, maybe it's me, maybe my age, I don't know, but I've never seen a team that is so poorly constructed, so poorly put together and make such portraits What a bust. Here's another thing. You look at the Dodgers, and, and we use them as an example again, right? They go out. They have Max Scherzer. They pick up Cole Hamels. They pick up Trey Turner. The Padres go out. They pick up Jake Arrieta. All right, he's he stuck pitching well, but he's a former Cy Young Award winner. He may have a little in the tank in the right spots. They picked up Albert Pujols. The Dodgers did, and who did the Mets get? Rich Hill. Trevor Williams and oh, Baez, strikeout king. I said I was not in favor of the trade then. They gave up a first round pick for these bums. And I'm not, still not in favor of it. I'm not the only one. People are complaining. We've got a voicemail from one of our listeners in the UK, of all places. Our good friend, Sean. Let's play it now and see what Sean has to say. Hi,
1: Gary. It's Sean from the UK. How are you, friend? Um, Profuse apologies. I haven't been in touch yet. Uh, for a while, but um, yes, everything was looking rosy until the last two we- uh, last uh, couple of weeks, um, but did we really think we were going to get through a season without um, uh, us throwing uh, soft cuddly toys at uh, our devices and all TV screens? Um, I was doing that last uh, Thursday on the uh, day game against uh, Miami, um, so here's me getting all super excited about the Bayes deal, and um, yeah, so what a chump I am for that. Um, he struck out five times in that game. I think when he came out of the Mets, um he struck out hundred and forty three times this season alone. You would have thought the front that would've uh, that would have come up as a as a uh, as a red flag at the on um, fr- the front office uh, on that deal. So um yeah, uh feel a bit foolish about that one. Um is there any positives to really talk about or well, Bradley Drury, uh uh Tony McGill. I hate to say it, um but uh, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but if the uh, Mets don't win the NL East. It might be a good thing in the end because then heads would definitely roll uh, in the front office, uh, which wouldn't be such a bad thing. Um, anyway, friends, uh, love what you do, um, and see uh, you soon. Take care now, my buddy. Cheers and bye.
0: Well, thank you, Sean, for that. Uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, call in. And to uh, give us your insight on things, um, you're not wrong. Don't beat yourself up thinking that the trade was good. A lot of people thought it was it was a, a good trade getting Baez. And the problem is this organization, Sandy Alderson is in love with power hitters. He just wants to hit home runs. Power, 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 power. And it's not a good thing for this team. (laughs) This team has got too many guys that strike out and not enough guys that make contact. And you don't bring in another guy who's a strikeout king. It just doesn't work. It's just there's no relief. There's plenty of relief in the lineup, I should say, for the pitchers because uh, they know the guys are going to just strike out all the time. What they needed was a good contact hit if, a, if there is such a thing anymore in baseball. I'm not even sure that it exists. But that's what they needed. As far as heads rolling, I think you're 100% right. This organization needs a complete sweeping out. It should be exploded. It should be torn down, from the minor leagues to the majors to the to the um, uh, scouting department to uh, video analytics. First off, you want to save money. Get rid of the analytics in the video department. To me, they're useless. To me, that's what's wrong with this team. They're too hung up on analytics. They're too hung up on all of this nonsense launch angle with my I'm at thirty seven degrees or whatever it is. Instead of just going out and hit the freaking ball. It's velocity. Launch angle. And then they run into the dugout after a time at bat and they want to look at that bat on video. No. No. Not on my team. I get rid of all of that. I make the pitchers chart the game like the old days. So their eyeballs are watching that game. And batters keep a notebook. Write down. It was good enough for Carlos Delgado and Gary Carter. And I dare you to tell me who's better on this team than those two guys. Nobody. They need to reevaluate this whole organization. They need to clean it all out and bring, like, it's a brand new team. Bring in somebody new and let them set up their own organization. Right down to the minor leagues. The minor leagues are terrible. They had a terrific manager in Brooklyn and they fired him. He won the New York Penn League for him. Why? Because he was teaching fundamentals? (laughs) I don't know why. Why? But that team, the Cyclones that year, they bunted. They ran the bases. I don't see any of that now. You see very little of it. They have to clean house. This halfway measures to be competitive all the time doesn't work and not the way they do it they go to see Cole Hamill's pitch along with a bunch of teams he had a, a like a tryout did they make a move on him? No You see, the problem, (coughs) I see. The Mets always say, well, he didn't show enough. His velocity is down. He's not the same pitcher he was. Yes, we know that. But the Dodgers took a chance. Why can't you take a chance once in a while? Pick up a guy like that. Who knows? Jake Arrieta comes up. They don't take. They don't even take a sniff, and that's the thing. When they go to one of these showcases, and, and and they always have an excuse, all the time. Well, he didn't look that good. He's not the same player he was. We know that, but you need pitching arms. If you could get a little bit out of a Cole Hamels. With Jake Arietta. Instead you trade for Rich Hale's 41. Okay, that was not the most uh, trade, a bad trade ever. It's nowhere in the same league with Kano and Diaz for Jared Kellenick and the boatload that you sent to them. Justin Dunn. But it's not good either. And they need to clean this up. They got. They need to figure out what they're doing wrong and fix it. All right, let's take a break. I'll be back with the injury report, because that's quite lengthy, right after this.
1: Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history.
0: Wouldn't it be great if you could get a PhD in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball PhD, a tour company for your brain, 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Follow. Facebook at Facebook.com slash Mets Musings, on Twitter at Mets Musings GM, and the Instagram is Mets Musings, and on YouTube at Mets Musings Mac. Wish to be a part of the show, give us a call at 516 619 Okay, and we are back, and now it's time for the injury report. Uh, More to add. Drew Smith, right shoulder inflammation. The Mets announced that right-handed Drew Smith has been placed on the 10-day injured list with right shoulder inflammation. 27-year-old Smith, who last pitched on August 13, has appeared on 31 games for the Mets this season, pitching to a 2.40 ERA with 41 strikeouts in 41.1 innings. Javier Baez, the strikeout king, placed on the 10-day IL on August 13th with back spasms. (laughs) Great deal there. Sandy, the infielder, left the team's game against the Philadelphia Phillies on August eighth after appearing to injure himself on a swing. He went 0 for one with a strikeout on August tenth. Big surprise there against the Washington Nationals, but that's the only action he's seen since the initial injury. Over ten, over s- ten games since joining the Mets. Wow, these numbers, they just pop right at you. Baez is 6 for 35 with two home runs, three RBI. That's like a 177 average. Terrific, terrific deal. Mets ace, Jacob deGrum, who is battling inflammation in his right elbow, will be shut down for two more weeks after undergoing an MRI exam. However, they do say it does look like it is getting better. He saw a renowned sports surgeon in Los Angeles to get a second opinion, and he said it's to shut down. There is no ligament damage, but he needs more time to heal. Francisco Lindor is working out. He took multiple rounds of batting practice. Practice, running the first base, took grounders at shortstop. The batting practice was a huge step for Linda, who had only been taking dry swings. The next step after batting practice would be to face pitchers. Could be going uh, potential return date late August. Ah, Noah Syndergaard, uh, he's throwing... Could work out of the bullpen when he comes back. He is set to face batters soon. After he does that, the next step would likely be a rehab assignment. And when it comes to how long that rehab assignment is, that could depend on the role the Mets envision for Syndergaard. September 1st is a potential return date for Thor. Uh, Luis Gilorme hamstring, no further news when he might come back. Jose Peraza, no idea. Uh, David Peterson gone for the season, essentially. Uh, Now he's got a right foot fracture as he was walking to the clubhouse. Corey Oswald, uh, he's been placed on the... uh, I don't know what he's on now because they keep changing these things around. Uh, Gazelleman uh, could be back in September. I would call it a uh, out for the year for him and Oswald and and everybody else. Why rush any of these guys back at this point in time? Really, really. And, you know, an interesting thing, and I don't know if we talked about this the last time, but uh, the acting GM, why is he still acting GM? Either make him GM or get rid of him. Zach Scott, in an interview, uh, said something very interesting, and that's that... um, You know, maybe it's not, well, we we like to blame the the doctors and and the trainers and everything for all of these injuries, and uh, we come to find out that maybe the players aren't doing all that they're supposed to be doing. He hinted at this in uh, uh, an interview that he did, Zach Scott did, I can't think of the exact words, but you can find it on the internet if you look. And hinted at the fact that, uh, you know, they give them a plan. It's up to them to follow it, and maybe they don't always follow it. I thought that very interesting, because we've been blaming these doctors and stuff for years. And and look, these guys are top-notch. I get the doctors from hospitals, Hospital of Special Surgery, you know. Uh, the problem has been either the players and the Public Relations Department of the Mets. That's where the problems are. They come out with ridiculous statements, and, you know, the next thing, the guy's got Tommy John surgery. But that's not the doctor's fault. It's the Mets trying to hide something. I, I don't... You know, let's rip that apart, too. It's it's the way they get news out that's not good. They're not very good at it. It just... Uh, I You know, it, the last few years, it's just been awful. And we've crucified the doctors, we've crucified the trainers, um... I can't think of the guy's name. Ray uh, uh, something that was here. And and he was so well-respected around baseball. And we ran him out of town here in New York here. So uh, I apologize to all the trainers and doctors that we made fun of over the years. It turns out it may not have been them at all. It might have been the players just being lazy and not doing the work that they're supposed to be doing and doing other things. We're pushing it too far. Or, as he suggested, maybe somebody goes out on the town the night before and comes in. It's a hot day. They're dehydrated. They're playing the game. You can't play the game dehydrated. You pull a muscle. That's where all these muscles could could be coming from. Now, I'm not saying it's everybody is doing that. But it could be part of the problem. It could be, you know, guys, uh, maybe a guy just doesn't hydrate properly. Didn't go out the night before. We came in, didn't hydrate properly, didn't stretch properly, maybe, makes a move. Boom, hammy. It's not out of the ordinary. It's not out of the realm of possibility, I should say. So, that's your injury report. And uh, let's just say, uh, uh, we got Thomas Nito on there now, too. Got a left uh, thumb sprain, something. He's fighting. Patrick Mazzica is back with the club and look there's been so many moves guys going trevor williams is back up they sent them i didn't even know they sent them down pitched they sent them down you know he's up some guy named hartley but i don't even know where they got this guy from i put it on the other night jake reed is pitching when did they get him i can't even keep up with it anymore there's so many comings and goings with these relief pitches and starting pitches. And 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 why is a pitcher going one inning? Why, why do we put a relief pitcher in and let him go one inning? Can't we stretch him out to two? I mean, you know, these guys are programmed to go one inning now. And... <laughs> You know, they go one inning. You got a one nothing lead. Then the other guys tie it up, and th- now you go in the extra innings, and you're in the in the dregs of your bullpen because you used your guys already. Let them go two, stretch them out a little bit. The old days, relief pitchers go three, four innings. Who's to get a, a, a save? He went three innings. Now you can come in three pitches and get a, a save. It's all screwed up. And Rojas keeps putting these guys in and out, in and out, and then, you know, and then he keeps going to the well with them, and then they're exhausted. Familiar. Pitched three days in a row. In the first place, maybe he should be able to, but in the second place, you know he can't. So you pitch him two, you give him a day off. I I I don't understand. three four six, six, one, Let's nine, take a six break. three four one. That is our Let's voicemail comment hotline. If you have a question, want to leave a comment, make a statement, anything at all. That's the number to call, 516-619-6341. Or go to our website, Metzmusings.com and click on the widget in the middle of the screen. That's a speak pipe. And you click the record button, and you can record right through your computer's microphone. Or you can send us an email at Metzmusings at gmail. Com. And if you'd like to follow me on social media, it's Facebook is Facebook.com slash Mets Musings. Twitter is at Mets Musings GM. Instagram is Mets Musings and YouTube is Mets Musings Mac. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you watch or listen to the podcast. Okay, and we're back. And it's time to go. Ah! All right, on the farm, let's see. Khalil Lee is starting to hit a little bit. Uh, Wagner Lagrange has been uh, moved up to AAA, and he's been hitting a little bit there. Francisco Alvarez continues his power surge. And uh, Ronnie Mauricio has just been on fire the last couple of weeks. So we hope uh, that will continue. And uh, let's see. Syracuse, 34-54, 20 and a half games out in last place. Binghamton Rumble Ponies are 40 and 48, and they are in fourth place in the division, 13 games out. I'm doing this on the fly uh, because I was uh, lazy and forgot to do it before time. The Brooklyn Cyclones are 34 and 54, and they are 21 games out. And, uh, they have had a rough season and the only team that's got a winning record and above 500 is the St. Lucie Mets and they have a three game lead as they hold first place in their division 47 and 40 on this year. So congratulations to, uh, To at least uh, St. Lucie They're doing pretty good Uh, Even though they lost a bunch of players That got called up As other guys Got called They had guys that moved But they've been holding it together there And winning all right, that's going to do it for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank you for your support and listening. Don't forget that the show does come in a video version on YouTube as well as an audio version on Anchor. Uh, so uh, go check them out. You can check out both versions at metsmusings.com. And, uh, or you can uh, listen to it on uh, Apple Podcast, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, we are on there, and I hope that you'll uh, hit the subscribe button, especially on YouTube. Please hit the subscribe button and also hit that bell so we can notify you. And if you give us a like, it's very important. Uh, to give us a like so the uh the, um, the numbers uh go go up or something. Uh, so <laughs> please do that. And again, thank you for your support. So um, we'll see you uh, again soon on another edition of Mets Musings.